Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. So we're wrapping up this, this series, Releasing the Culture of the Kingdom of God, lesson number four, right? This is the good stuff, y'all. This, not that the other stuff wasn't good, but this is, this is the keys and the nuts and the bolts and the principles for demonstrating God's kingdom. And I'm excited about that because I live in that world. And God wants to, he wants to use you to demonstrate his kingdom here on earth. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth, where? As it is in heaven. Now we know that Jesus restored our authority when he went to that cross 2,000 years ago. He, re, he paid for everything, y'all. When he went there, he paid for everything. He paid for your sins. He paid for our sicknesses. He, pay, he just paid for everything. And he also released the culture of the kingdom. And I got to tell you, I keep coming back to the same thing because it's so important to understand the systems of the culture, the systems of this world in these last of the last of the last of the last of the last days, y'all. And you know that's, I mean, I thought that we were close, but after last week, I'm just, I'm just, I'm. We can't afford to live our lives through the filters of the media, through the internet, through philosophies, through ideologies, through systems, through ideas of this world, because it's the world culture. And it's influenced by Satan. And who is he? He is God's enemy, which means he's our enemy, which means he hates us. And he's coming after us with a fervent passion. I mean, I've never seen, it's like warp speed, the way that, that hell is being unleashed. And if you are concentrating more on what the systems look like. And, and, and I keep saying this, but you, what you take in is what speaks to your spirit. What you look at with your eyes, it goes into that eye gate. It takes mental pictures and it stays there and, it, and then it comes out in different ways. And so I can't stop you from doing anything, but I can certainly tell you over and over and over and over again, what, what you feed into, what you focus, focus on, is what empowers you. What you feed into and what you focus on is what empowers you. It's what strengthens you. So we know that as Christians of the kingdom, we have to plug into the power source. We have to come above because we are above this world system. We have to plug into the king of the kingdom. He is our power source. And then I gotta tell you, in these last days, Satan also wants us to think that God is either dead that he's weak, he's absent, or he just doesn't care. And, but you got to remember that he's a liar. And the truth is, he's the father of lies. The truth is not in him. He's a created being, and he's, he knows that his time is short. And I'm, let me tell you this other piece. He does not want you to operate out of the kingdom. Because he knows that he, you have the power. He does not, but he wants you to be deceived enough to think that he does, which is why he's unleashing so much at, 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 at such a, a fast pace. I got to tell you, um, 
six months ago doesn't look like now. And if he's moving at that kind of pace, I mean, and, and I always told you, I don't want to give that kind of, I don't want to give him a whole lot of kudos for anything. I'm just telling you to open your eyes. But you still need to be plugged in because that is where you're going to get your power. He does not want you to know that when you plug into him, you can operate above because you are getting your power from above. And he knows, he, when, them, when them, a third of the angels fell with him, he knows that the third compared to what God is doing in that, in that, uh, that spirit realm is, is far superior. But he doesn't want you to talk about that. He doesn't want you to know about it. He doesn't want you to operate out of that. And you know what? I mean, God is creator, right? God, for all I know, I mean, that one-third of the angels, we know they're not recreate. I mean, they are recreators. God is creator. God could be up there for all we know creating new angels. We don't know. Because he can do what? Because he's a creator. But what Satan does not want you to do, he does not want you to know your power. He does not want you to tap into the power source. He does not want you to know who you are in the kingdom. He does not because he knows that he only has the power that you give him. And when you keep going into the culture, you're inviting mixture. You are inviting mixture. And you're, you're inviting compromise. And it's, it's, it's the truth. It's the truth of the kingdom. When you are not plugged in, when you are not plugged in, when you are not plugged in, when you are not plugged in to this, to him, you're going to be plugged into something else. Because you are, we're created to worship. You're going to worship something. You're going to worship somebody. If you're not worshiping him, you're, you're going to have mixture. And mixture and, and compromise fall, causes you to fail. And that's not what God has for you. He does not have that for you. So... He doesn't want you to know that, he's, that, that God has more, and we talked about this the other week, there's more activity going on in the, in the, vis, uh, in the invisible realm than there is in the, the visible realm. Okay, I want us to look at um, 2 Kings 6 and 16. And I kind of want to give you the overview. Elisha is a prophet, and he has, he's tapped into the kingdom, which means that he gets revelation knowledge from God. And God was downloading secrets for the, the uh, camp of Israel, and he kept telling the secrets to the people on his camp. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. And so the enemy's king got ticked off and surrounded Elisha and his assistant. Now, if you don't mind, I want to talk about it from my perspective. So he's, in the, he's at his office, right? He's at his office, and his assistant is looking outside and sees all these police officers and lights and sirens and militia and helicopters and everything. And of course, the assistant is, is really scared. And the assistant goes, boss, um, and Alicia's like, it's cool, it's cool, because it's more of us than it is of them. But the assistant doesn't know that, because the assistant is not tapped into the power source. And so the assistant is scared, and I'm saying this to you because I want you to get this truth. This is the kingdom truth. There are more of us than there are of them. 
you're going to have to live out of the kingdom. You're going to have to live out of the supernatural in these last and evil days. And you have to know there are more of us than there are of them. Because you keep tapping into it's your job to cut yourself off from all this stuff that's being thrown in your face from, from all these systems. I can't do it. Nobody else can. And I got to tell you, I would be scared as hell because it is hell that is being unleashed. But God has something more. So I'm so, I'm so, I love Elisha, Elisha because he just breaks it down. He's not, he's just like, because he's so tapped into the kingdom and he's so used to getting revelations. He said, and, and this is him talking to his assistant. He goes, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those that are with us are more than those who are with them. And then it says, and Elisha what? Now, when he prayed, let me say this to you. He prayed specifically. He didn't pray and, and well, how do you say the word? There you go. It wasn't random and all over the place. He played, prayed specifically. That's our job. Our job isn't to pray, oh, Father, we, we thank you for, no. Father, we thank you because, and, and what it is, whatever your intent is, and whatever your intention is, or whatever it is that you need to say, say that. And so he said, and Elisha prayed, and he prayed this. Now I gotta tell you, we're new covenant. We're from the new covenant. So we're not with the old covenant, but we're with the new covenant. So if we were to pray that, because we would be praying in Jesus' name. And so how Elisha said, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. We might say something like this. In the name of Jesus, open his eyes, God. Cause him to see the supernatural. Cause him to see the things that we need him to see right now to cause his spirit to just calm down. Because we're praying specifically and intentionally. And then the scripture text says, then the Lord opened the servant's what? And he looked and he saw the hills full of what? And chariots full of fire all around Elisha. That's because Elisha was tapped into the kingdom. He was tapped into the power source. And see, Satan will try to make us think that, that all that we see is what it, what we see is what we see because that is on this plane, that's in this dimension. But there are more of them or more of us than there are of them. And God's got all kinds of stuff going on on our behalf in that spirit realm. And the kingdom is advancing. Despite what you see on the television, the kingdom is advancing. The kingdom is advancing and has been for the past 2,000 years. So don't be scared. Don't be anxious because you win. Somebody ought to see y'all, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, you win. Not because of anything that we don't, but he's already paid for it. His blood already paid for it. He's already done everything he needs to do. And so in, in Matthew 16 and 18 and 19, it says, now I got to tell you, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. And, he's, and he had been asking them, so who are people saying that I am? And, you know, they're like, well, hamada, 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 hamada. And finally, Peter said, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. So now, God or Jesus is saying, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means the rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the, all the powers of hell or the gates of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the what? To what? 
y'all need to understand, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you forbid or bind on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. But we got to go back, because Jesus is really saying, now I say to you that, Peter, you are the rock, you are Peter the rock, and based on your confession that I am the Messiah, I'm going to build my church and all the powers of hell will not overtake it, will not conquer it, will not stop it, will not triumph over it, will not destroy it, will not overthrow us because we win. Because Jesus already paid for it. He all, and, all, and our job is to stand and to stay connected and demonstrate the kingdom here, the kingdom here on earth. So there are certain keys that I do want to talk about but before I talk about those keys, John 3 and 16 says this, and we all know it, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever, whosoever, that would be you, me, you, all the way in the back, whosoever would believe in him, they won't what? But? Okay, and that's cool, that's cool because that means that we ain't going to hell. But that's not all. That is not all, that, that gets us in the door. If you don't have a personal, for real, for real relationship with Jesus, when, when you get saved, you get these. So when you get saved, you get these, and it's a whole lot of them. You get these, but if you're not connected with him on a personal level, you don't know which key to use to get into any door to use what you got to do what you got to do. But you got the keys. But if you don't know which door to put them in to unlock whatever, it doesn't matter. And that starts within people. And we talk about all these keys. If you don't have a relationship with him, I'm talking about a real, that like plugged in relationship, they won't work. They're not going to work. They're just not going to work. Jesus, he said, seek, seek him first. In, in Matthew 6 and 33, seek him first, and I mean that. Seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness, and all this other stuff just comes with the package. All this other stuff, and how do I know that? Because you know what? I really am a kingdom carrier. I mean, the, the Bible talks about the kingdom being inside of us. I really, I live that stuff 24-7 all the time. And a friend of mine, I mean, I see the supernatural all the time. That's not bragging. That's just normal. And I'm no different from you. I'm just tapped in 24. I mean, we're bound by time and space, but I'm, I'm just tapped in because I live in his presence. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the truth. The other day, a friend of mine, uh, Kelly, she was looking for her keys. And she, I mean, all day, she thought she had really um, thrown them away uh, when she was cleaning something. And she thought that she, like, took them out and the trash guy took them. Anyways, because you live in the kingdom, because I live in the kingdom, and she was just talking and talking. And I was like, enough with this. And I said, just stop, stop. I said, right now, Jesus, in, in your name, right now, Father, Right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm just declaring and decreeing that, that you would just dispatch your angels to cause, cause her to have a re revelation of where these keys are and cause her to put her hands on them in Jesus' name. And I left it alone. I just left it alone. Within 10 minutes, she called back and she said, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's not me. 
It's me being connected to the power source. It's me being connected to the king who is the king of the kingdom. I'm no different from you. He wants you to live in the supernatural. The supernatural should be the norm because we're connected to the creator. When you're spending time with him, that means that you're reading his word. That means you really want to have, you, you really want to have a relationship with him. And how do you do that? You read his word. You meditate on his word, right? You obey his word. Why? Because what does the word do? The word, the word causes you to renew your mind. In other words, you can't think or look like the culture because you're not connected to the culture. And you're constantly washing your mind. Constantly. And so Romans 12 and 2 says this. And don't be, and you should put your name in there because that's how I read my Bible. And Kim... Don't be conformed or don't comply with or don't obey or don't follow this world systems, the methods, the practices, this culture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the changing of the way that you think. The way that you think so you may prove what the word of God is and demonstrate what the word of God is, that which is good and perfect and acceptable. You know, because when you're, when you're plugged in, that means that you can't redefine because you're connected. You can't reinvent re or reinterpret because you're connected. You're connected. You can't do it because you have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ because 1 Corinthians 2 and 16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, those of us that are really plugged in. I'm not talking about the ones that are playing church with the mixture, and, and the, I'm not talking about them people. Because there's coming a time where there's going to be a line drawn in the sand. And either you're going to be on the side of the Lord and you're going to be plugged in and you're going to live by this word and you're going to have, and, and sometimes it might be having done all the stand, you might be standing there like this. He's just said, having done all the stand, stand and be plugged in. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. So when you're, when you're getting this, this relationship together with, and this is, this is huge, because I said, these keys won't work unless you are really, really plugged in. Then that means that you got you to talk to them. You got to communicate with them. It means you got to pray. Prayer is talking to your father. You know, I'm not talking about irreverent. I'm talking about talking to your father. And when you're talking to your father, sometimes he's scolding you. And, 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 and I got to tell you, me, I, 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 I'm constantly, because the Bible says pray without ceasing. I'm constantly praying and I'm constantly confessing. Because if you could see some of the things in my heart, if I could see some of the things in your heart, we already talked about that. If, if, if our stuff was up here, half of y'all, all of us would be sliding under the seat. But the deal is, when you're confessing, you're just constantly getting it off of you because Jesus already paid for it. And he's not the one that, that gives us condemnation. That's Satan. So I'm constantly, God, you got to help me with this rotten attitude. you got to help me practice living in the kingdom because, you know, in the kingdom, you got to forgive people. And you got to love people that are not lovable. Yeah. 
And you got to practice this thing. That means you got to do it over and over again. That means you got to hold your tongue when you... But it's not, it's not my power. You know why? Because apart me, I can't do jack. But I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. That's because I'm plugged in. And I'm plugged in. I mean, really plugged in. So this key right here might be a key to bind and loose. This key right here, and binding means you're restricting and loosing means that you're permitting. This key right here might be fasting. These are, these are keys. These ain't the real keys I'm going to talk about right now. I mean, talk about, but I'm trying to get these out of the way because these are important keys. Fasting, declaration, decrees, confessions. The things that I say, the things that I declare, the things that I decree are the things that I tend to see. I, I intend to see... Right now, I declare and I decree that that situation has to turn around. It has to turn around. Why? Because I know that what I'm saying, I'm declaring what I expect to see, and it's backed up with the Word of God, and you'll see that in a second. This key right here might be about worshiping. Worshiping is what you put the worth, the worship on. So if, if, your, if your husband is your worth, and you're putting that kind of worth, that could potentially be an idol. What, what is that big? Because you're going to worship something. You are. We're created to worship. So if, if your worship is not directed towards him, it's directed someplace else. So that means that you're worshiping something else. Oh, y'all looking at me like I got four heads. That's okay, though. That's okay. This one right here might be for forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as, as we, you know... We want him to forgive us. And you know what? I can only imagine there are a lot of people in hell because they did not forgive. That's how serious God takes that. Giving. Giving unto others. Contributing to others. Whether it's your tithe, your offering, your um, building fund. It could be your time. It could be your talent. Giving. All of these are kingdom keys. But I tell you, all of these don't mean jack if you don't love. None of them, because you're not displaying the Father's heart. You're, you're doing something else. Because everything about him stems from love. Because he is love. So seek him first. Stay plugged into the king of the kingdom and all these other things. They just come with the package. They really do. The four keys I do want to talk about is appropriating the blood of Jesus. What does appropriate mean? It means to apply. So Hebrews 9 and 22 says this, according to the law, almost all things are purged with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is what? No remission of sins. In other words, without the shedding of blood, sins cannot be removed. Revelations 12 and 11 says this, and they overcame him, I like to say, and they clobbered him, we, they clobbered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. In other words, you guys remember how Moses uh, was told to tell the people to put the, um, to put the, the blood over the, over the doorpost and then the, the death angel would what? Pass over them. That's because that blood was covering them. The blood was a protector. 
And so when you plead, the, you can appropriate that blood over situations or people or whatever it is. I mean, when the Holy Spirit is, is downloading or giving you revelation, you have every right if you're plugged in. That's the stipulation. If you're plugged in, I can plead the blood over this situation and, and, and I can, I, like, somebody's coming after your children. I don't know, make something up. Some, somebody's coming after you. I'll plead the blood of Jesus over myself. That means I'm covering myself with the blood. You can't touch the blood because the blood already took care of everything. No weapon formed against me can prosper. And I told you I don't like talking to Satan, but I'm, I'm like, you don't get a pass to do that because of the blood. I plead the blood. And then we have the word of God. Jesus is the word. John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. In other words, Jesus is the word. And the word was with God. In other words, Jesus was with God the Father. And the word was God. That means that Jesus is God because he's the son of God. So he is God. Isaiah 55 and 11, I love this so well. So will my word be that goes from my mouth. It will not return. Listen how that they're talking intentionally. This is God talking. And he's speaking and he's saying what he expects to see. And if we're taking our cue from him, when we declare and decree and use all these kingdom keys because we're connected to the king of the kingdom, we have to speak intentionally. When you pray, you have to pray intentionally. And so he's saying, so will my word be that goes from my mouth. It will not return from me void or empty, but it will what? It will accomplish what I desire and it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And so when I'm, when I'm praying or, or declaring, I'm like, I declare right now in the name of Jesus that this situation will turn around. And, you know, and I have said this, like I was diagnosed with Graves' disease about eight years now. And when I, I, I had 99.9% .9 of the symptoms with the exception of the bulging of the eyes in the back, which are the ulcers that causes your eyes to be pu pushed out there. And when the doctor saw me, she was a specialist, she said, I already know what you have. And I said, okay, fine. And, and she said, you have Graves' disease. Like I said, okay, fine. I said, I won't have this in five years. It took three. But I went through everything that she told me to do. She, they wanted to do radiation. They wanted to do uh, the surgery. I met with the surgeon. They wanted to do all this stuff. And I was like, you know what, either, and I'm not telling you to do this. I'm t according to the power that works within you, I'm a risk taker. He can do it. So I said, you know, I took, I mean, every, I was in there every month, and then it was like every three months, and then every five months, and, all, and, I, and for three years, I did that. And then when she said, you know, you're in remission, I said, this ain't no remission. This is a healing. This ain't coming back. No, it's not coming back. No. It's not coming back. The next one is, okay, the next one is the name of Jesus. Yeah. Philippians 2 and 10 says this, for this reason also 
God highly exalted him, that's my Savior, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee has got to drop. And those that are in heaven, that means all the created beings up there in the second and third heaven, and those on the earth, that means all of us and all of those that, just, that are not are, are, that are not our antichrist, I put it to you like that, because if you're not with him, then you're against him. And then all those that are under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the Father. And, and, and Mark 16 and 17 says this, and these signs will follow those who believe. And this is Jesus talking. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, and I hope you don't, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick might recover. They can lay hands on the sick, and they should recover. They can lay hands on the sick, and this, and this, is, this is God talking, and the sick will recover. Now we know that his, re his word cannot return void because that would make him a liar. And God is not a man that he can lie. So if he said that those who are, who in my name, not Kim Jordan's name, I'm talking about in Jesus' name, he said these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Jesus never told you to pray for the sick. Jesus told you to heal the sick. Last one, faith. Mark 16 and 18. And these signs will accompany or follow them that believe. Right there. Anybody up in this camp believe? If you believe, put your hands up like this. That means that you qualify to heal the sick and they have to recover. It's not your power. It is God's power working in and through you. But you are qualified because you are connected to the, the lamb who already paid for it. Oh. Matthew 21 and 21 says this. Jesus replied, if you have faith and do not doubt, in other words, zero doubt, not only can you do what was done to that fig tree, which actually happened to the wither, but you can also say to this mountain or this problem or whatever's going on that's bigger than what you think it's bigger than, go throw yourself into the sea and what? It will be done. Now, I want to show you this video clip because this video clip I'm hoping that it's going to stir up some faith in you and that your faith will arise so that you can go out and start to demonstrate the kingdom, not just with the, some of the things I was saying, but laying hands or just building up your faith. God has given each of us a measure of faith. And so I'm just releasing over you right now that you're going you're gonna to pick this up and you're going to go out and you're going to do this and you're going to see people healed, and I'm, maybe you don't see them healed um, while you're there with them. Doesn't mean they're not healed. That means you just didn't see them. A miracle is something that happens instantaneously. Uh, healing is something that has a progression. It's a process. 
So come on. Welcome to the remote village of Wanenga, Uganda. In a region of the world where I've witnessed God perform more miracles than I can count. Now I'm a missionary evangelist, but the vast majority of the miracles I've seen here didn't happen through my hands. Rather, they happened through ordinary men, women, and even children as they ministered to each other in Jesus' name. You don't need me to heal the sick. You need Jesus to heal the sick. And Jesus is in you. Mama, I heard that you were blind. Is that true? Mama, Mama, you are with us, right? Yes. She was not born blind, but she was blind. She became blind. How long were you blind? Since 2004. And now what has happened to you? Yesterday night, her eyes were open. And they're perfect now. She, she can see them. both eyes. She can see from only one eye. So now the other eye still needs to be healed. Put your hand over the eye that still needs to be healed. This one. Yeah. In Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would open my sister's eye. Lord, you opened one eye. Now I pray both eyes. I command this right eye to open. 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 Be healed in Jesus' name. Now, Mama, look at me. Can you see me? How is your right eye? Just one eye. Only one eye. The other one still can't see. Cover it again. Put your hand over it. Lord in Jesus' name. I command this eye to open. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. 2020 vision. 2020 vision in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Mama, look at me. Look at me. What do you see? See me now. You see me? Two eyes. Two eyes. Both eyes. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. We put healing on this pedestal. It was the pinnacle of the pyramid. When you had achieved the highest level of spiritual attainment, that is when you begin to break through into healing and miracles. That's the way we viewed it. And because we viewed it as such a lofty and unattainable plateau, we never tapped into it. And then I began to work with Evangelist Bonke around the world doing these crusades. And what struck me immediately about his ministry was the ease with which he operated in the miraculous and healing. There seemed to be no effort. 
There seemed to be no need to work anything up or to perform or to pray a certain way or act a certain way. It was just a natural outflow of the gospel impact. And it began to dawn on me, I think somewhat slowly because I had to get some, rid of some of those old mindsets. But I began to realize, wait a minute, healing is the easiest part of all. This is the part Jesus has done completely, 100%. All we do is appropriate it by faith. Yeah, when I was uh, three years old, I, uh, my sister stuck me in the ear with a hairpin and uh, damaged the eardrum, so they went ahead and took out the whole uh, eardrum. This is Carlos. His eardrum was surgically removed over two decades ago. I was just asked to pray for his ear. I later joked that if I'd have known he didn't have an eardrum, I might have stopped praying ten minutes earlier. They prayed for me some yesterday, and then uh, it was like being in the deep end of a pool or somebody standing up there, and uh, you hear them talking, but you can't hear clear. And then today, uh, through Jesus, you know, my ear began to begin to open up. Carlos's hearing has just come back. Just come back. Just how far uh, Art Thomas is. <laughs> Carlos, uh, we could barely hear that one, buddy. We could barely hear that one. I couldn't. I couldn't. I really couldn't hear that. I couldn't hear that. That's Jesus, man. Yeah, amen. Uh, awesome, dude. Now I can hear. I had no eardrum, now I have an eardrum. So, amen. Amen. We had a lady uh, in a wheelchair, and she had been in the wheelchair for around eight years. And we prayed for her, and she walked out of church and left a wheelchair. And we still have her wheelchair out front. Had people that, that could not hear that have been healed, had people that, that, that could not see. Uh, had people uh, with cancers. We've had cancers heal. We, we've had growths uh, removed from people. Uh, so many miracles. And it happens just about every service that, that we're in. Every week, there's, there's some type of miracle. And that's one of the things that, that I believe, I, I believe in, is, is empowering uh, everybody in the sanctuary, all the believers to pray. Uh, people that come from different churches are not used to that. So I had to teach them and we would be standing at the altar and they would be waiting on me. But I would let them know, you can pray for this person. My name is Tom, this is my friend Terrell. We're ministers, we pray for people and they get healed instantly of pain and sickness. Which one of you guys has pain that won't go away? Where's the pain at? That's fine. Your spine? What? What? How long ago was that? Uh, last summer. Last summer, your spine's been hurting for a year? Yeah. I'm out training Terrell here on ministering healing in the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm training him. This is the first day. He's already done it once. Pain, go now in Jesus' name. Okay, now move around. Tell me how you feel. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yo, what? Hold up. Nah. 
It's like when you believe in Jesus, he comes to live in you. He believes in Jesus, and he's and I'm just training him. I'm just telling him you can do this. The power's in you. Ain't that crazy? All right. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. You saved me. You saved me. Okay. All right. I got detached kneecap. Okay. Kneecap. All right. How long have you had a detached kneecap for about five years? Are you serious? About five years. Okay. Sorry. So so tell the kneecap. To be reattached, muscles, tendons, and ligaments. Now. You can just lay your hand on his knee and say, "Muscles, tendons, and ligaments, be reattached in the name of Jesus Christ," and all inflammation go. Muscle, tendons, ligaments, and bone be reattached now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now move Amen. it around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how do you feel now? <laughs> you, you felt something going on there, eh? Dude, what happened? What? what? Oh, come on. Are you serious? What? Are you kidding me? That's crazy. So, so you couldn't do that before? Ain't, no. Nah, nah, nah. Ain't that, that crazy? Hurt. That would hurt. That would hurt. I wouldn't be able to get my leg that high. Dude, that's crazy. Wow. This guy's got. Try it again. Try this it again. guy's got faith, man. Try it again. Whoa! You so, oh my gosh, dude! Dude! Oh my God! Dude, are you serious? That's crazy. He loves you. He just healed you. And you and you know he's not lying, right? Yeah, you know, he's my cousin. I've known he's had that forever. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. Okay, this is so important right now. This moment is so important right now. You guys need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now because that sign was to get your attention. That's crazy. My back feels awesome. Wow, that is crazy. Hold that. That's Hold that. I'm going to explain the gospel to you guys right now, all right? Check this out. About 2,000 years ago, about 2,000 years ago, Jesus came to this earth. Meet Thomas Fisher. Tom's been doing street evangelism for 13 years and healing ministry for the last five. But more importantly, he's spent the last four years training others to do the same things. Amen. 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 God bless you, bro. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Thank, oh, man. thank you, guys. Oh, this is man. Amazing. the craziest day of my life. Wow, that is so amazing. I want to say that Jesus Christ is the bomb. Yes, he is. Yes, he's the bomb. Yes, he's the bomb. Jesus said these signs will accompany those who believe. And the last sign he listed was that we would lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. I've been training others to minister healing for about four years now. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's that this truly is for every believer. No one is excluded from Jesus' promise. In fact, I once saw 300 Kenyan school children come to salvation and then minister healing to each other only five minutes later. Every single one of them was healed. This is for you, too, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ. 
It is so inappropriate for the sons and daughters of the king to live in a place less than what Jesus paid for. Jesus paid such a high price. And that's really what's on my mind, the forefront of my mind. Every time I'm praying for somebody for healing, it's like Jesus paid too much for you to be sick. When you consider what he did for people to be healed, I want him to get his money's worth. I want him to get what he paid for. And he paid dearly for that. Whether you've been a Christian for 80 years, or whether you got saved while watching this movie, you are qualified. Jesus told his disciples to heal the sick. Are you one of his disciples? Go therefore into all the world. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory. Oh, you can do better than that. He's already paid for it. He's already paid for it. So you know what? Go out and do what he commissioned you to do. Demonstrate the kingdom because he's already paid for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's third, oh, that's third, my spirit. I know I'm over, I know, I know, I know. Come on, y'all. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location. 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastor's Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.